0: In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Mendel Kurland about how to take an idea from concept to launching a business. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 85. Today's episode is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM and a tool that I personally use for email marketing and automation. Now, if you're ever in an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. Drip offers one click integrations, for both Shopify and Magento. There's robust segmentation, personalization, and revenue dashboards to give you an overview of how your automation emails are performing. One of my favorite features of drip is the visual workflow builder. It gives you a super easy way to build out your automation rules visually and see the entire process. It lets you get started quickly, but also build very complex automation rules. It's powerful, but also easy to learn. Unlike a lot of email tools that offer the same type of automation to get a demo of drip today, you can go head over to drip.com B O E that's drip.com B O E. Now onto the show. Welcome to the business of e-commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start launch and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host Charles Plesky, and I'm here today with Mendel Curland. Mendel is the founder of geek adventures, an outdoor adventure company for geeks that he launched two years ago and has grown to over 26,000 members. Want to chat with Mendel today about how he's done that and talk about how you can also bring an idea from concept launching and growing a business. So, Hey Mendel, how are you doing today? Hey, good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I, uh, I love the site actually. Um, and what you do, can you tell actually real quick, a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, so we create outdoor adventures specifically for geeks. Um, people that work in industries related to science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, the adventures include free local hikes and also regional and international hiking adventures. Um, we also help regional outdoor retailers uh, extend their customer loyalty and um, businesses strengthen their team dynamics by building white label and co branded adventures.
0: Cool, very cool. I love that. And, um, where are you guys out of? Uh, we're, uh, we're based in Austin, Texas. Okay, so is it all done in Austin, or is this kind of few different cities or how does that work
1: yeah so we're in six different cities as far as local um hiking goes so uh seattle denver phoenix uh austin dallas and detroit um, and so all those places we do local hikes um, those are free local hikes this is part of our um, audience generation strategy but also just. strategy to get people out and moving and out from behind their computers Uh, so a lot of people from um a lot of people that are new to communities uh go on these hikes to learn more about uh, each other and other businesses in the area um, other people in tech so um but yeah our our home operations are in austin and that's uh that's
0: where our offices are very cool yeah it um it seems like a great way to do like corporate events or like meeting people. There's probably a few different use cases, right? Where people are kind of finding you and doing this.
1: Yeah. And, um, so, uh, so the, the kind of the genesis of this idea was, um, I I created a a meetup, uh, and overnight it was called hiking with geeks in Austin and overnight there about, um, you know, 200 or 500 people that signed up. And uh, so I looked at it and I was like, you know, this, this is interesting, I wonder how many people show up, right? And so we had our first event and uh, our attendance rate was far higher uh, percentage-wise than most meetups. It's like, the people, people are interested in, um, and I, to this day, I'm not quite sure. I think it's the geeks part, right? I think people associate with that, but um, there were quite a few, few people that, um, that showed up and it wasn't a business at that point. Um, there was, there was really no inkling of a business. I, why'd you do it? Yeah. So I, I moved from Iowa to Austin for a few different reasons, but one of them was, I really wanted to be in a city where I could hike all the time year round, you know, and go be out in nature in Iowa. It gets cold in the winter. Uh, and it's very difficult. Um, I was the person that you would see walking through Iowa city, Iowa, um, dressed head to toe in like warm gear and just so that I could be outdoors and and walk downtown. Everybody else thought I was crazy because it's negative 10 degrees. So, um, so when I moved to Austin, I was really excited about the outdoor culture. And, um, I was also excited about the startup culture. I thought that was super cool because that was something that we didn't have a ton of in Iowa at the time. Now there's Silicon Prairie and there are accelerators and um, all sorts of really cool stuff going on in Iowa as far as startups, but there wasn't anything then. And so um, I thought, well, how do I combine those things? right? How do I, how I would get hiking and this exciting um, startup culture or this exciting tech culture in one spot? And so as I do, instead of you know, attending other things I, I like to create. So, um, so that's, that's why I, I created it. And it was selfish. It was just for me to hike with other people in the tech community. I thought, you know, what are the odds that there's a crossover there? And it turns out there's a, a huge crossover. And it also turns out that when socially awkward people get on the trail together, um, they, they stop thinking about um, insecurities or their introversion or whatever it is once they start putting one foot in front of the other right um the the you know the 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 insecurities or anxiety or the social anxiety that melts away as people start walking and so it turned out to be a really great place for new people that um, wanted to explore the city or people that were looking for a job or people that were looking to network or people that just wanted to make new friends Um, and so out of that started to come these great relationships um, and I, I still hadn't started a business at that point. Right. Um, so yeah, I what thought, you well,
0: for, what were we doing for work at the time?
1: Uh, yeah. So I was, I was working for,
0: um, a uh, website host. Okay. Um, so you were a big corporation, like you had no yeah. inkling of like, this wasn't like you, this wasn't the plan or there wasn't some ulterior motive. You were just, yeah,
1: no, no, this wasn't the plan. And okay. it wasn't a plan to like build a business. Right. I, I've always been entrepreneurial, but, but this, it wasn't, yeah, it was a it's kind of like a little side thing, a little way to um, kind of allow myself to digital detox every once in a while. Um, and so as I'm working at this job building um, a developer evangelism program, I'm flying around the world um, and I'm talking with people in um, in this industry, the geeky industry, right? Web developers and e-commerce builders and Um, people that work for large corporations, but it still wasn't a business. So I, I, um, I thought, well, if this is good here, I might as well open it up in other cities. So the next city I opened up, I think was Seattle. And so I opened, I did the same thing. I said, Hey, we're all inclusive. Come hike with us. Um, and I actually flew out to Seattle, um, to start
0: the group. But was this a business or was just a meetup at
1: this point? Just a meetup. Yeah. So I'm spending my own money. Yep. And yeah, it sounds ridiculous, right? And so, um, but I'm spending my own money because at this point I'm thinking, well, this is something other people need. If I can create this organization, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah. So if now I at this point, it's almost like it's almost testing to see, like testing the water to see was the Austin thing just like a a fluke? Yeah. Or like yeah, can I, totally. can I replicate this? Right.
1: Totally. And so what ended up happening is you know through through consistency and um, making sure the names are the same and stuff like that, I started this group in Seattle. I went out to do a hike. Some people volunteered to lead hikes. I left Seattle and um, and that thing started going. Um, At the same time, I started to kind of think that this could be something. And so I um, I trademarked hiking with geeks um, because I thought, you know, it might be good if I have hiking with geeks uh, as a trademark so that other people don't. Don't use it. It turned out that ended up being really good because I, I was challenged twice on the name and twice I was able to to show the trademark. But um, so so then I, I ended up, you know, fast forwarding a little bit. I ended up starting groups um, all over, spending my personal funds to get them going. And at a similar time, um I was doing a lot of work in the WordPress space and some friends of mine said, hey, you know, um, well, one guy, uh, Aaron Campbell, he said, well, I, I, um, I live in this place um, that's basically an old summer camp. Uh, we should invite a bunch of geeks over and have um, basically like an unconference conference, right? A, uh, an experience where you come, you hang out, you network with other geeks, but, but you don't really call it networking. You don't really call it a conference. It's basically like a summer camp for, for geeks. And I said, well, that sounds cool. So I said, well, I have all these people around, um, around the country in these meetup groups. I can send them all a message and tell them, hey, this is going on, buy your
0: ticket. Yeah, so we sold probably, it. At this point, you probably have thousands of people. You can just like, yeah, yeah, like generate like, an audience. Yeah, it was probably like 6,000 people, right? Well, it was,
1: it was kind of modest. And so I sent out an email and I said, hey, everybody, check this out. And so um, the brave people that signed up for it. There were a bunch of people, I had sponsors, it was, it was crazy. And we did a lot of things wrong and a lot of things right, but everybody had a, a pretty great time. And then I kind of sat back after that experience and I thought, you know, this could be at minimum a side hustle and maximum um, it could be a business And the reason I loved it is because it was helping people disconnect from technology, right? It was, it was helping fill a need. And there were, um, there were friendships, um, that were coming out of that initial event. Turns out later on, um, lifelong friendships and even some, uh, romantic relationships have come from, from these events. Um, but um but yeah so so there was that first event and there was there were those couple um meetups that i was running and that that was that was kind of some market testing right i was trying to see if there was demand for it if there if there was a market for this type of um experience
0: well that's a great thing because now you kind of first tested the market and then second you had an audience like you were already building up a six thousand person you know list where you could message these folks so you kind of did both at once, right? Where you knew, wow, we have a market and we have a list. So now like starting a business, you're not, you're not trying to start from like a a cold start of saying, let's like launch a site and run some AdWords to it. Like you're saying, I have thousands of people. uh, I I know this works. Like I know people want it and I have thousands of people that I can tell about it. So like starting the business is like not easy at that point, but you you have, you have forward progress already. So now it's just kind of going with it.
1: Yeah. And, so it it was easy to get the it was easy to get the momentum um there were some difficult things along the way as I was actually building it into a business so one was um, i I needed to create an e commerce site that looked good um and that had a really good user flow and that it's surprisingly difficult to do even for somebody who Um, you know, I'm a software web software developer by training. Um, and that's, that's what I did with uh, a lot of my life. I used to be a freelance web developer, did some, did some corporate web development stuff, some enterprise level stuff, and then, and then did online advertising and stuff like that for this tech company. And so you would think it would be easy, but the tools Plug and play, you know woocommerce and and WordPress they're they're great, but you you have to be able to adapt them a little bit, right You have to be able to theme them and get the user flow right. and so that that took quite a while to figure out. In fact, I went through maybe three different e-commerce platforms for selling tickets uh, in that first year and then it was figuring out how to create the inventory to even sell right? what What else are we going to do? What other adventures am I going to take people on? Um, and so I, I, I actually started out selling camping trips, um, on the website and I would sell them for about a hundred dollars a person. And I got all sorts of people that would sign up for these, these camping trips and they were great, except I lost more money than I made. Um, because you have to buy the, you have to buy the gear and you have to buy the food and you have to get everybody there.
0: Oh, so you and supply it. It was a hundred all in, like all inclusive, yeah, uh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, sure. well, at first it wasn't because um you know, when I was product testing that, that I didn't know I was product testing, but when I was product testing that first um event, uh I told everybody to bring their own food, <laughs> and it ended up a huge mess because a lot of people were coming in from out of town, people were buying coolers, people didn't know what each other were bringing, it ended up being fine, but it was it was a struggle for the people that came um. And so, and, and, and I guess what else is, is funny is that I had planned on only having one event a year. I didn't realize that there was this whole adventure travel industry out there that, that is, I mean, billions and billions of dollars, right? Like it's, it's a huge industry. Um, and, And I didn't I didn't realize that what I was really creating was a very niche adventure travel company. Right. And so um, as, as soon as I started to figure that out, then things started to open up for me. So we ran our first trip to Iceland two years ago. We had about 18 or 19 people come and that was an evolution of an evolution of an evolution. Um, we were selling tickets for around $1,300 at that point instead of hundred dollars. And while I still didn't make a ton of money on that particular trip, um, because I, I did, a, a few things wrong. Um, I started to see, you know, when you, when you see 20 grand in your bank account, and even if you have to pay that to a vendor, you're like, Oh, Whoa, this is, this is crazy. Like people are willing to trust um, me to take them to this place that's a quarter of a way around the globe. Um, and in the back country of Iceland, um, and so many of these people, these people don't even right. And, um, and so that was, was both opening but also awesome because I realized that, that, um, that I was dealing with a different type of business.
0: Yeah um well in the part you said once you realize you're kind of an adventure travel company um that i've kind of realized when people are starting a business they don't sometimes realize like there are other people that have done this before me whatever that looks like and kind of as soon as you realize like oh like i'm not like i'm not actually the first one and you start to find almost like these like business role models on like okay this is that business let's look back in history and see like how did they start like you know fine maybe they're a Ten million dollar business now, but when they were a half million dollar business, like what were they doing? How were they? And you start finding these like patterns and realize I can just follow their patterns, and it's kind of the same deal, but instead of for X, you're applying it for geeks. So you start you start to build these like formulas of like, all right, let's follow this pattern, let's follow their playbook, um, and you substitute out the pieces that work for you or don't work for you, but at least you start to have like an overall vision of people to follow.
1: Yeah, what's funny about it, so I've been listening a lot to how I built this um with guy, guy Raz. Is that who does it? And I think it, so, yeah. And um and so <laughs> I was listening to the one about the guy that invented uh Tofurky, right? And and he didn't he didn't really like he just wanted a a tasty alternative to um Uh, a tasty like a vegan or or vegetarian alternative. Right. He, he wasn't looking to like, um, maybe, maybe I haven't, no, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Um, I, uh, I was going to say maybe I haven't mixed up, but he wasn't, he wasn't looking to like create Tofurky, you know, um, none of, none of the people. And by the way, at the same time that I'm building this, I'm, I was thinking to myself, um, I'm not, I'm not building something. Right. Or, or I'm like, um, I'm not building something that exists already. I'm building something unique. And this is very unique. And um, and at first I didn't even think I was building a business. I thought I was just like creating an audience and having a free meetup. And I suppose some people would go a different direction. You know, some people would be content just having a very successful meetup in um, in Austin, Texas, with a bunch of hiking geeks, which is totally,
0: totally cool. And um, people have these huge meetups in there purely for just, um, I don't know, like out of the goodness of their hearts, right? I know someone was yeah, yeah, yeah. talking here, does a, uh, a Dotson meetup. I don't think they have, a, <laughs> I don't think there's like a business behind it, but they get a yeah. bunch of Dotsons together and they just run around all the Dotsons. Um, totally. Yeah. And, and that's that, great.
1: Right. And, and, and that's, and that's totally fine. But so I didn't realize this building business. And then I was having this imposter syndrome about, Building a business, but not thinking that I was building a business and not thinking that the business I was building was was all that cool. And it was actually um my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, who said, um, who said, like, this is cool. Like, like whenever I come to these events, like people are always so friendly, um, like it's enjoyable. People are making meaningful relationships. And I was like, there's no way that I can make a business out of something that like that is this like enjoyable this fun this this um this beneficial to the people that that
0: attend right and, and did um, you still have a day job at this point and you were just i still had a day job yeah i had a day job until january of this year okay oh so um, you're really feeling the imposter syndrome right because you're coming out there as like hey this is what i do and then you go back to work on monday and
1: yeah. And, and, and it was funny because in some in some communities, I'm like, hey, this is my side hustle in communities where I really want to, like, you know, do a partnership or a deal or something like that. I'm like, hey, this is my this is my full time thing. Right. And um, it's actually funny. Once I once I quit my job, then um, I also uh, had imposter syndrome. Right. So um, so I, I remember going to Um, an event with, um, with my buddy, uh, Chris Lemma and,
0: um, Chris Chris has actually been in the podcast before. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I saw, I saw my list. Yeah. So, um, so I was, I was talking to or I was, I was at this event and I was talking to all these people and they're all successful business owners and I'm, and I'm telling them what I'm up to and I'm like, this is uh, like, I'm not taking nearly the revenue these people are taking, you know, um, I'm, I'm just small potatoes and like, is this ever going to become something? And, um, uh, meanwhile what I didn't pay any attention to was the fact that my revenue was doubling um, even more than doubling. And we're not talking like hundreds of dollars. We're talking like tens of thousands of dollars. Right. So, so how many people can you say, you know, build a business and immediately start taking, taking revenue, right? Like that's, that's, and, and, um, and that revenue, um, not gross, you know? So, um, so anyway, all of that was, was bundled up in the start of this business. Um, and at the same time, I was trying to, I also do the platform, right? So I was trying to build the platform out and make sure that it was easy to use and deal with all the struggles of getting people to the site, right? Because you can have a meetup of, of, you know, 26,000 people, but getting them to the website, uh, is also difficult too. And then convincing them to purchase, um, is, is difficult as well. So yeah, how do you yeah it, was, do it was really cause, intense.
0: Cause at that point, right. They're kind of. They like your users for your Meetup, but Meetup kind of like owns them, so it's just like weird relationship that you have with the users with Meetup. And at that point, you're trying to move it to them become like your users, where they're on your email list, and you're not you're not so dependent on Meetup. Like, did you do that, or how do you actually? What's what is that process? Yeah. So
1: there are two ways that that we do it. Um, number one, the whole purpose of the the company. Is to give people great experiences. It's not. I, I know this sounds weird, but it's not to make money. Um, making money is the afterthought. Um, giving an extremely awesome experience, even if it even if it hurts the bottom line, um, is is like first and foremost the most important thing. Um, so, uh, so the first thing is when we have our local hikes and people get excited about the group of people that they're with, they're very likely to go explore the website on their own or to take a card from me that, or one of our leaders around the country that says, hey, check out these experiences. And so a lot of the experience purchases are now by word of mouth, and a lot of them are repeat. We have maybe 20% of all of the people attending from event to event are repeat customers, which blows my mind because some of these people have have paid you know four or five thousand dollars in total. That's their lifetime value, and they're and they're coming to multiple trips. But it's because they love the community. They love the people that that they're meeting. But the other way that we do it, um, Meetup has this um, product. It's called Meetup Pro, and um, for those people that are running meetups that really want to increase their um their mailing list, um, Meetup Pro uh allows people to opt in for email updates on the meetup platform and then syncs those contacts to mailchimp so that you can use them to remarket people and so that's another thing that we just started using um, actually this month we we were one of the first testers of the product and now um and now we're using we just signed a six-month contract um and so we immediately get them into the Um, Into Mailchimp and then we send them a welcome and say hey, this is what this is what we're all about And we'll we'll start to build out that that content funnel um, So that we're making helping people understand what geek adventures stands for um, the experience that they'll get by getting face to face with with other people in their industry and, um, and what they can gain from the experience. And then the, the first time those people uh, experience it, um, they're not likely to um, want to give up uh, the next experience, right? So um, a common question I get while we're in some exotic location is, hey, where's the next exotic location we're going to? Yeah. Um, and that's always, that's exciting for me, right? That's, that's product validation right there.
0: Well, so. And at that point, you're almost so the benefit right is you're almost using meetup to like market the business like that's your top of the funnel right so people might come for this yeah. free or like this five dollar event or whatever it is and you might get a lot of people there and then at some point they like that and then they say all right let's go for the thousand dollar event or whatever that is and then you can almost so it's almost just like upsell um funnel and maybe you weren't even designing that initially but you're able to kind of do that where they can come for the free meetup and then come for the more the trip to um would you say like Iceland or you know, wherever else, cause you're not going to go and meet up and say, Oh, there's this guy in meetup. I've never met, but let's give him, you know, a thousand dollars and go to Iceland together. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you can start to attract them and build a relationship and then go to the kind of more higher end trips after that.
1: Yeah. So th- there is one fact about business and doing business online and in person that has never changed. And that is people do business with people they trust, right? Bottom line. And when you're, when you're a website, websites are a dime a dozen now, and there are plenty of people that market trips and when you're putting yourself into a faraway place, you're spending money on it. Um, you know, you've really got to trust that organization The people who have been on the trips, trust the trips, right? They trust that they're going to have a good time. People that haven't, um, purchased a product. They don't know because Geek Adventures, while I believe that in the future, it will be a name that a lot of geeks know. Um, right now, it's a name that, you know, 26,000 plus the the thousands of people on our email list, minus all the people that just sign up for a group and don't really care that they're in the group on Meetup. Um, that's how many people know about us. Right. And and the amount of tech workers, the amount of geeks, people in science, technology, engineering and math in in the world is growing. And by the way, this is only a domestic audience. Right. Even though we have, you know, people from all over the world that come to our events, um, really like we're we're not that well known. Now, when when we become more well known, um, then trust increases. Right. Because everybody has a friend that's tried it out or at least knows about it. And yep. right? and at that point then um you know we we don't have to try um as hard to um to win people's trust when there's when there's so much um word of mouth that's happening out in the world. But until then, you know, we probably only had 200 people go through our programs. We've done about 20 events. Um So, you know, uh, year over year, we, we keep getting stronger. More people learn about us, people from the same companies of, uh, people that have been there in the past end up coming as well. You know, friends convince friends, coworkers, convince coworkers, and now we're doing some, some corporate, um, partnerships, which, which also helps expand the reach. So,
0: yeah, it's one of those things where, um, as you get larger, some of the, some of the things larger companies do or don't do don't apply to small companies. Like they just, yeah. so for example, everyone has, you know, smaller e-commerce sites, you might have testimonials on your site, but you don't go to like target or like, you know, a large site and see testimonials. Um, they just don't exist. Right. Cause everyone knows, Oh, Target's selling it. You kind of know who they are, but as a small kind of brand that people just learned about, you know, last week you need to show social proof or even with you, it's even better because you can show actual, Hey, like some Sunday afternoon we went for a hike. It was, and that's a very like, um, low commitment on their part. They're not putting up much or maybe even any money. They're just not putting up much time, right? It might just, might just be an hour. They go for a little drive outside Austin, go for a hike, come back an hour later. So it's very like, it's, you're not, you're not really asking for much at that point. And then you kind of start building that relationship where then you're allowed to say, Hey, let's actually ask for a trip where it might be a long weekend and maybe requires some more money, or whatever it is. But at that point you've built that relationship with them. So you can actually make those asks and it's not this um, you know, who's this person who's a stranger is trying to, um, sell me on some trip. Um, so totally. <laughs> Cause we've all heard and, of, and, Yeah. Go, go what
1: on. What's what's also difficult is that we don't have a retail location. Yep. So, um, to the, the elephant in the room, uh, REI, um, they, they run so many adventures. They actually contract with companies like mine to, uh, take people on adventures. And um, so you know, we, we deal with them in the competitive landscape all the time. Um, incidentally, we buy a lot of gear from REI too, right? So it's this, it's this funny it's this funny relationship. But so people will say, "Well, why do I go with you instead of them?" And by the way, they're they're usually a lot more expensive. And I say, because if you want, if you want a tight-knit community feeling, and you and you want to build a relationship with other people while digital detoxing and choosing your own adventure then you go with us if you want a straight adventure uh, trip to go and and um, you know see the crazy sites and see every single one of them um you go with them if you want off the beaten path um, experience where you learn about you know how they make cheese and the Netherlands or how they make chocolate in Switzerland. Um, and you want to, you know, go climb one of the coolest mountains and then have a campfire later that night. Like that's, that's geek adventures, right? That's, that's the type of vibe, um, that we're going for. And, but, but telling that story all the time is, is a difficult thing for an incumbent in such a incredibly vast, um, industry. Right. Um, we're, we're headed to the outdoor retailer conference in, um, in Colorado next week. And, um, there are huge brands there, right? Huge brands. And, uh, we're, we're never going to, um, be a generalist like some of some of these brands, like a general, a generalist adventure company. Um, but it is difficult to then tell that story because, people aren't used to hearing that there's an adventure company specifically designed for, um, STEM, STEM workers, you
0: know. Well, it's one of those things where it's a double edged sword, right? You're, you're isolating a certain audience, but by design, because then you are selecting a certain audience. So, you know, if you're not a geek, you know, if whatever it is, you, you kind of know this is who we are and this is who we're not. And people are able to kind of self-select and the people who are not in that crowd, it kind of select, selects them out. And the people who are, it resonates with them. So that allows you to kind of say, you know, maybe REI is a lot larger, but at least we resonate more, um, with this special, with this particular audience. So you don't have to. Yeah. And that's, yeah,
1: it's, it's a, it's a super hard thing to do too when you're a business owner, because as a business owner, I want to, I like, I want to make money, right? Like, I I have this I have this goal over here of like giving everybody this amazing experience but I also want to pay the rent right and so um so it's sometimes it's difficult not to compromise the the value that you bring because you want to make money right so um so we would make more money doing general adventure trips, and contracting out to other companies to um, take people with a Sherpa um, up to Machu Picchu. Yeah, right. Um, But we do everything as a primary provider. And so, um, so I'm not going to hire somebody to take somebody somewhere to have a generic experience. Um, But we can make a lot of a a lot more money doing that in the short term. And in the long term, we're, we're not building a business built on something unique and creating brand loyalty and all of these things. We would be creating a generic business that anybody, um, in the adventure travel space could come take. Right. Um, they rank higher on, um, on Google. They'll take the business.
0: Right. And that's why you're trying to fight head to head with a, with a giant. Right. And we kind of all know that's not a good idea.
1: And, and the, the funny part is people, people say like, you know, aren't you scared if, if somebody tries to take the idea or somebody, or, you know, one of these big companies, um, comes in the space. I'm like, they're already in the space, right? Um, we've, we've done our niche and honestly, they're, they're two separate types of, of audiences, two separate types of trips, products, whatever you want to call them. Um, we do the same thing with camping rentals in Austin. We rent our gear when we're not using it. And, um, so people will, will go to other outdoor rental companies and they will say, Hey, I want to, I want to rent for you from you. Well, some of them mail it to you and so it's $90 and five days to wait for the stuff to get to you. Um, some people uh, go to other places that say, yeah, we'll rent it to you, but we'll only rent you a tent or we'll only rent you a sleeping bag. And then we have a product that that is, we rent you everything. It's called a camp out in a box. So we rent you everything that you need to go camping. So people come to us for that because they fly into town, they grab a camp out in the box, they go to Big Bend National Park or whatever, they drop it back off with us, we clean it, um, and and they say goodbye. you know. And so it's carving out those niches that, that have allowed us to um, do business in such a competitive landscape where to be honest, now that I know more about the industry, we shouldn't be here. Like we, we, we shouldn't be able to make money doing what we're doing. Um, we well, are is the uh, nice rental
0: thing. Cause it allows you to make money that otherwise that equipment would just be sitting in a, you know, a storage unit somewhere, right? So it's either you could literally take it and just put it in a storage unit or just make money off it. So it's one of those things that it's almost like, the exhaust of the business that you're able to actually, like you're selling the sawdust sort of thing. So you, and you can monetize that um, and that becomes something in itself. So that's one of those super cool things that it allows you to um, compete in a different way that, okay, now we're just more profitable. Like if every unit we sell, we're just that much more profitable per unit just cause we can do this other stuff. that's kind of behind the scenes and that kind of, I'm guessing, allow allows you to um, you know, grow a bit faster that profitability yeah not only that
1: but but those people that have a great rental experience with us then you know get remarketed with the hey come on a trip and so um so we have people signing up for trips that have previously
0: rented from us right so oh, yeah. and then, um and you for know us, they like camping like, so there you go so
1: right yep and so for for us what we care most about is that people are just having an awesome time
0: yep
1: um in whatever they're doing and so that's that's the key. And that's what we
0: focus on time and time again. Awesome. This is a great place to end it actually. um, That's a good story. People should definitely check out what you do. I think it's a very cool idea. Um, If people want to contact you or learn more about Geek Adventures, where can they do so?
1: Yeah. So just head on over to geekadventures.org. Um, obviously, there's a there's an email sign up there. Uh, you can just click on join. If you are in any one of our cities, um, check out the hiking tab, and you can see more about the local hikes. You can RSVP right on the site. Um, mm-hmm. We're also in your local community calendars, uh, so you can find local hikes, events, um, and occasionally social events um, there as well. And uh, if you want to reach out directly um, about some sort of Uh, Corporate retreat um, or partnership, uh, feel free to send me a message at Mendel, M E N D E L, at geekadventures.org.
0: Awesome. I'll link to that show notes. Thank you very much for coming on. It's great chatting.
1: Cool. Good chatting with you too. Thanks for having me.